Welcome to a very special episode. <laughs> Why is it special? Because it's Friday. <laughs> it's the end of the week and uh, the scenario, it has been chosen, the ritual, it's well on its way and um, we're ready to appease the old gods. One magnificent, monumental minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of Heidi Bennett. Dot com. Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we have to say goodbye today to our special guest, Jonathan Howell of Minute Impossible. Oh my God, am I dying? Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going on to this minute without you. <laughs> oh, you just bring on just the last kidding. guest just to not talk oh, about yeah. it? No, That's... no, no. We, we totally held you on for like the, all the post-production and all the in-between minutes. And now <sighs> we're cutting you loose. This is it. <laughs> That's weird. Well, you guys do it your way. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so first we'll say hello. Welcome back. And thank hey, you thanks. for joining us all week, Jonathan. No problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I should have welcomed you first. So, yeah, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around and, and being a part of our podcast. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sad to see you go because we've had a really good time. So. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Stop. I'm, I'm just well, saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I will tease that if all goes well, we will have Jonathan back for a very special upcoming minute. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be revealed later on. So let's let's keep that under wrap for now <laughs> i think i i know what it is but i'm not gonna say <laughs> so in today's episode we're covering minute 51 of the cabin in the woods and in this minute we have the return of the collapsible travel mug bong and a lovely hero moment with marty so uh, where we start this minute is marty has just been pulled out of the window of his bedroom by judah buckner and they are making an epic face-off outside. Trowel versus mug bong. I'll have to say I've never been pulled through a window. Yeah. I bet that hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Just the shards of glass alone and the jagged cuts from being dragged over glass would hurt. Yeah. I have a, I have a fear of that. <laughs> being pulled out of a window by a redneck zombie? Yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> that and flying. I'm, I don't judge. I'm, I'm petrified of that and flying. So really, one one doesn't really bother my everyday life. So we're all good. <laughs> my fear is like being somewhere, say somewhere like IKEA, where people are behind you with carts, or or somewhere where people are behind you with strollers and that they're going to ram into my ankles. Oh, yeah. That really, oh, I'll like just keep keep myself to the side. Kind of like never having a window to your back. I never <laughs> like to have a stroller to my back. Never have a door to your back. I learned that from the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Just Always good. sit facing a door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I get whacked. Godfather minute. Godfather minute. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. Do yourself a favor, anybody out there that's not watch, listening to Godfather Minute and subscribe. It's so, so hilarious. 
The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. <laughs> Let's just talk about a podcast that we like more than our own podcast. Yes. It always makes for good podcasting when you're talking about other podcasts. Well, at like. some point there will be a podcast about these podcasts. I can't wait. I I have thought of a, doing a weekly soup like that. Um, podcast soup oh. would be amazing. Yeah. I feel like somebody brought that up recently. They did. What a nightmare. That would be a nightmare. Because you have to collect stuff and it would be, oh, yeah, it'd be a lot of editing. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the the minute at Fine. Hand. Talk about this movie. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm supposedly leaving at some point or Molly's going to kill me or something like that. You're getting Something 500 like cc's well, well, of Thorazine, buddy. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm getting woozy. Good thing you you uh, had your son close that door so it won't affect yeah. him. So you're safely sequestered away and we'll get the full dose all on your own. Best night of sleep uh -oh. ever. Lost Jonathan. I was just no, I was just checking. Um, <laughs> I'm just checking. I just want to make sure this erection hasn't been going on for more than four hours. So oh, no. um, <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> this is normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just said erection <laughs> twice. <laughs> Well, you're in a grand tradition with this podcast. We've already brought up erections on a few different occasions. So, yay. Yes. Yay. We have gotten past the husband bulge situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Erections are just old hat to us, sir. It's all good. <laughs> and speaking of an erection, we get a, a oh, yeah. mighty erection of sorts here in this minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not into this. I don't know what's happening. I'm not into it. We're just talking about my fear. Now, I may have, a, you know, I've, you, have you ever heard of a fear boner? We definitely, oh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely something going I on. A, I don't know about a fear boner. <laughs> it's from the show, The League. The League. <laughs> on FX. Yobagoya, Yobagoya. <laughs> Again, talking yeah. about things that aren't this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I have um, mentioned Mark Duplass from the league um, in one of our other minutes, though. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. It's very so organic. It's, yes. It all comes together. Yeah. It seems like Marty gets pulled out and Judah Buckner brandishes his trowel, which, um, look, hey, between you and me and Molly, that's not a trowel. That's a knife. Yeah. Yeah, I know a trowel is supposed to, I mean, it's probably an old jagged trowel that was probably whittled down into this pointy spear. That's it's three feet long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like shears. I mean, and I, I talked about this actually before where I, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, this is like a butcher knife. And it wasn't until I was looking online about wikis and they're like, no, 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 that's a trowel. And he mentions it being a trowel later on. I was like, what, really? And then I had to really look at the minute and be like, oh, my God, you're right. It's not actually like a legit knife. And since we're on that topic, Marty takes a trowel to the back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like, I mean, it's like buried up in there, like center mass. 
Not only have I not been pulled through a window, I've never had a knife thrown into my back. And so I went to WebMD. WebMD (laughs) doesn't have symptoms for stabbed in the back, just so you guys know. Okay. So I went off onto the internet, went to the dark web looking for answers. (laughs) Something Here's some things I found out. When he gets stabbed, well, first of all, Judah throws the knife at him. He doesn't stab. He gets, is it being stabbed if you throw a knife at someone? Is the knife going into anytime you're it? Anytime a knife goes into you, are you stabbed by that knife? To I, me, a stab is more of a. Nah, I'm doing a motion <laughs> with my hand. It probably sounds like I'm doing some horrible motion. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of jabbing forward like a like I'm uh, fighting with a you know like a fencing. You know, mm-hmm. that to me is a stab. Right, being stabbed by something. Yeah, because your hand is your hands on the knife as it's going into who or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is like a projectile situation. Yeah, he throws it. In, he throws it into him. It goes like really deep, like you said. And then, you know what? Marty kind of, other than screaming, he kind of deals with it a little bit. I was I was like, my man, Marty knows how to handle this. He takes the pain pretty well. This is where the WebMD comes in. Stabbings are inflicted at a greater rate than gunshot wounds, but they mm. account for less than 10% of penetrating trauma deaths. Mm. So there are less gunshot wounds. There are more stabbings, but most people don't die from stabbings. Mm. It's a, there is, you have a, you have a higher mortality rate with blunt force trauma than you do with being stabbed. Hmm. Interesting. So if Judah had hit him in the head with his own retractable bong, that would have caused more trauma to his body than the knife. Well, Mm. maybe, depending on where he hit him. Right. It's because, you know, when you hit somebody blunt force, it's impacting your entire body and your entire body's hemorrhaging. Whereas when you stab someone, it's just that one area. If you don't hit anything like massive, like the spine or an internal organ. Mm hmm. Just put a little pressure on it. Probably hurt for a while, but you know, the guy's at least able to continue fighting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if it kind of sneaks its way right between things, muscles and bones oh, and things. such. I like it when you're technical like that. Inner things. <laughs> <laughs> we pride we ourselves. 500 cc's of, cor- of uh, Thorazine. <laughs> Stat. This guy has internal things. Imaging. <laughs> parts and pieces yeah bits and pieces innards innards, you might say i mean he (laughs) but this knife it's thrown it's up to the hilt yeah yeah inside of marty yeah and that's the thing that i really i mean i don't know i know it's a movie i get it but just from like (laughs) looking at kurt when kurt takes the trowel right takes it more in the shoulder so i'm like all right i can imagine you've got some adrenaline going okay suspension of disbelief it's in your shoulder it's probably not penetrated anything quote unquote important you can still do what you got to do marty on the other shoulder innards aren't important yeah well i mean you know you can still i'm guessing you can get about but with marty what i've really had a hard time buying here is that he takes it in the center of the back which looks like it's in his spine i'm like how did this not like sever a spinal cord and you know also how did you get it out of your back did he well at some point yeah isn't it in his back when uh judah pulls him yes 
into the ditch. Right, but I mean later on oh, okay, when he comes yeah. back. Oh. What? Maybe. <laughs> spoiler alert. Maybe he I've only watched wedges, my minute. <laughs> maybe he wedges it between uh, some tree things. What do you call them? You know? Like, like innards. Uh, branches? Some tree in branches and in innards. <laughs> They're called tree finger tidy. That's what we call it. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I want to backtrack just uh, just because I didn't want to slip by this. Right at the very beginning of this minute, he's being pulled through the window, but he does have the wherewithal to reach out and grab that mug, that commuter mug. Yeah, you can't tell what he's grabbing until he's. He extends it. Right. But yeah, that's that was that was smart. Very smart. So yeah, he does appear that the drugs are not affecting him, as we, you know, later find out it's because the weed is but it's nice to see that. Just like, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I I'm gonna grab, 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 you know? And yeah, and and then we see like you said, you're you are calling it a trowel, but it definitely to me looks more like shears. Cause it's so long. Yeah, but the handle is definitely trowel because it's got that hook, that uh, bend mm. that trowels have where your your hand is, when you hold the handle, it's the, the blade of it's lower. Okay. It's on a different gotcha. plane. Okay. You know, it's got that bent yeah. piece. I mean, I agree. I agree. It's a, it looks like shears. Mm -hmm. It really it does. does. It looks yeah. like one end of shears. But, you know, I also don't know. These are like turn of the century zombies. Right, so. right. They may have had different farm. I didn't. I didn't grow up on a farm. I did. I did hang out on a farm though. My um, one of my earliest memories. I, I can't believe I haven't brought this up until now. We had a cabin in the woods on my friend's property, mm. and that cabin in the woods was from the 1800s, and it was scary as shit. <laughs> it was in the middle of the woods. Like they lived on a giant farm, a bunch of mountains and stuff. So. We would go there when we wanted to scare ourselves shitless. Mm. We were like 10 or 11 years old. We would go up to it. You could walk up the steps and everything creaked. And if you stood there and listened, there was always the sound of crunching leaves in the distance. <laughs> oh, so there's always. But we assume they were just like varmints or, you know, there were skunks and, you know, Dracard Noir skunks and all these different. <laughs> animals running around in the woods but it is so scary when you are by yourself i mean the house was probably 200 yards away which is not that far but it's far enough for an 11 year old to be free. Oh, yeah sure sure and we'd go in the house and there's no lights but this didn't have electricity this is like a cabin in the woods it had old creepy dolls in it <laughs> oh, my god. Like, oh my god yeah it, i can't believe i haven't brought this up yet and yeah and it was I, this is one of those formidable things as a kid. After going in there, n buildings like that don't creep me out anymore because I'm like, man, I've been in the creepiest, <laughs> in the woods, murder you alone house ever. And it, uh, uh, as a kid, and now I'm now I'm good. Now I'm now I'm the guy I am not today. <laughs> and it hasn't affected me. Oh man! But uh, yeah, it's. The hell are we talking about? Well, oh, the yeah, trowel. Yeah. yeah. And so we see him get stabbed, like you, you guys mentioned. It looks pretty deep in the meat, as they say, on his back. Deep in the meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know that saying when it's deep in the meat. <laughs> Maybe that's only something we say around the house here. Deep in the meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's intense. 
<laughs> uh, you started reading that book yet, honey? Yeah, I'm deep in the meat. All right. Wow. I think I'm going to borrow that. Uh, go right ahead. But yeah, Marty doesn't, Marty doesn't look like he has much reach to it, to the back, you know, like he's reaching back with his arm. He He's not getting near it. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. The same, same WebMD article actually says that most people that get stabbed don't know hmm. they were stabbed. So what? that could also be. It feels like, supposedly, it feels like being punched. Mm. And so when he was hit in the back, it probably feels, movies have made it like, oh my God, I've been stabbed. But everybody mostly says, when you get stabbed, your body goes instantly into shock and you don't notice. And then once air hits the wound, that's when it starts to hurt. It's not the stabbing that hurts. Stabbing feels like you're being punched. And maybe there's some heat from the blade going in, but there's no, it's not like, oh, I'm being stabbed. So I've never, I've never been stabbed, but I do have, I I wanted, and maybe you guys can help me with this. I have a slicing story and I wondered if you had slicing stories of when you've sliced something on your body. Yes, Yes, I do. Yeah, I do too. All right. Yeah. It actually happened not that long ago, and I got a really nice set of knives uh, for Christmas. And <laughs> that never starts out very well. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I was just anxious or what happened, but it, it was, it was a, I was cutting up carrots, and you know, carrots are a little dense, and I just wasn't paying attention, and I just over, overshot, overcompensated, and just sliced the shit out of my oh. thumb. And it just, yeah, I mean, it really, it, it cut deep. I was like, oh man, this is, you know, I'm just going to be gross about it. But yeah, it was like a flap. It was like a flap of skin. (laughs) (laughs) Cleaved the thumb. Yeah. And it just, it bleeds like, it bleeds a lot. Deep in the meat (laughs) is what you're saying. Hella deep in the meat. So that's my slice story. So, but sounds like you have a slice story as well. I do. Um, this is another one that'll make you go. Um, I used to own a print shop and this print shop has guillotine cutters for paper. Mm. And what it is, is uh, there's a blade. It's a really long blade, like a guillotine. It comes down at an angle and your hands are never in the way. Uh, You can't cut your fingers off unless you're using it incorrectly. You have to touch a a button, two buttons with your, both your thumbs and then two buttons with your hands and you're never near the cutter. Mm -hmm. But what happened was one of the pieces, one of the things behind the blade had retracted up higher than the blade. Usually there's a a guard that sits at the exact same height as the blade. So if you're ever putting your hands in there, you might scrape across the blade, but you can't hurt yourself because there's no, there's no back to it. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's nothing. It, It makes, it renders it useless. Well, the guard in the back was gone. So I, when I pulled my hand out on my right hand, my nails got cut off um, like you would slice an onion, oh, you know how you slice wow. garlic really, really thin oh. across the top. I got, so it was, um, I was scalped. They scalped the, it scalped just my nails. And so the nail beds started to well blood out of them. Like, I mean, like an artery. Whoa. And when the air hit it, I almost fell over from the pain. I was like, holy God. And luckily I had a, a employee and he uh, grabbed my hand and we wrapped it. And one, he put water on it. Guess what hurts really yeah, a lot? Does. Water. So what you need is if you ever have that happen, find like that 5% um, mm. alcohol 
uh, it sounds like that would be the worst thing, but that 5%, like that, uh, not hydrogen peroxide, but there's like a, an in-between that's like a solution. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 1% alcohol and you put your hand in that, there's no oxygen in there and your hand's fine, Mm. but we didn't have that. (laughs) We didn't have that. So that's my slicing story. To this day, my nails grew back over the meat, but I can actually, when I trim my nails, can cut a little further in because there's no quick anymore on two of my nails. Wow. So, but yeah, that's my slicing story. I have two slicing stories, but they're pretty quick. One of them is my husband, Brian. He was using the mandolin. Yeah. Stabbed you. (laughs) He was using the mandolin to slice onions really thin. And yeah, so I was on the phone with my mom and he comes in from the other room and is basically like trying to remain calm. But every single fingertip has been sliced off of his hand. Oh, wow. oh God. So, yeah. My only question is, what were you making? <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't think it was edible after that. Yeah. And then, but ever since then, he always has on hand the, um, on hand, <laughs> yuck, 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 uh, <laughs> stuff that you can buy that's coagulates your blood really fast. Like you just, I forget what it's called, but um, mm. it's a, a powder and you can slice off or like tear off the edge of the little packet and then pour it on whatever's bleeding and it'll, you know, stop it from bleeding really fast. Oh, yeah. They use that in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, do they? It's those little white packs. It looks right, like right, um, right. Parmesan cheese. It's like little packs of Parmesan, and you put it on the wound, yeah. and it, it coagulates the So we always the have that. We have it in the basement. Oh, that's cool. Where he... <laughs> that sounded weird. Now, that's where his oh, workshop wow. is, is in the basement. But he has it up high in the basement, and he has it near the, the floor on the basement in case... He, he does anything that makes him fall to the ground. He can still do it on the ground. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's totally smart. Yeah. That's incredibly yeah, morbid, but also very smart. Yeah. Or in case the victim tries to make a run for it, you know. Did I say basement? <laughs> I'm in evidence dungeon. And then for mine, it's kind of a slicing story. It was definitely slicey feeling uh, when I was... <laughs> So slicey. Uh, when I was a little kid, like eight year old or nine or so, I had a hamster and it had one of those little water bottles that, you know, hang upside down in the hamster cage. And mm-hmm. I was, I had refilled it with water and was tightening it back up to, you know, tightening back up the little part on it that it drinks out of, whatever that part's called, the little stopper little spout stopper spout (laughs) i was doing i was putting too much pressure on the glass so i was like twisting the glass two different ways and the glass broke and just like sliced the inside of one side one of my hands like you know right between the thumb and the pointer finger just like a, a jagged edge. Yeah. And I just, I'll, I'll never oh, forget man. doing it, you know, where I was, oh. what it felt like, and oof, it was rough. Oh. <laughs> but it didn't hurt, did it? Until, doesn't hurt until you notice it almost. It's almost like, ah, and then you're like, oh, oh man. And then you're like, oh. That's, it's, That's it's the same like, year I broke my yeah. little toe, and I still remember how horrible that was. 
Mm. Oh, hey, we're toesy <laughs> sisters and brothers. <laughs> I did mine too. Oh, I was no. running and I had a waterbed. This is, oh, let's talk about Dracar Noir. I had a waterbed oh. and it hit the corner of the waterbed and just. <gasps> God. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are we this talking was, about? Oh my God. I was going to listen to this. Is this recent? This Do you have a waterbed in like 2018? <laughs> no, no, not now. <laughs> I got rid of it last year. <laughs> <laughs> in high school and it's okay it was my parents and i uh they got another bed and i they just put it upstairs and it was mine so i had a water bed <laughs> shout out to my water bed wherever you are so guys we've been talking about the stabbies and slices and deepies and the meaties but before before he gets stabbed after marty is yanked out of the window and falls onto his back on the ground he is almost stabbed by Judah, but he rolls and leaps up, sees Judah with his trowel, and does something iconic here. He has his iconic moment. His very, what I think of his, his very ash moment in that he's, we're looking, mm -hmm. the view that we have is from slightly, we're behind and slightly below Judah. So we can see like the moonlight hitting Judah's trowel. And then we also see something else. Who wants to describe what's going on here? It's quite cool. Well, if you've seen uh, Back to the Future 3, it's Griff's <laughs> bat, that robo-bat he has that extends outwards. Uh, Marty actually, like a badass, <laughs> takes his cup and flings it to the side, and it extendos into, like, super weed bat, which is awesome. Super weed bat. Legit. Legit. Yeah. And the sound it makes is so satisfying. It's like a clank, clank, clank. Oh, it's so good. And that is yeah that that shot is definitely Sam Raimi mm. all day. That is that is one of those crazy angles. It's almost like underneath mm -hmm. Judah mm -hmm. Buckner's legs coming upwards. You kind of see the trowel and oh, it's so mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just such a great little hero moment where it's like da 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 da, you know, just you know, just unfurls the bong and just cracks him the side of the head, and all of the audio is just like on point. But it's such a fleeting hero moment. Because this is what would really happen if you fought a zombie. You would get one hit, <laughs> and that hit would do nothing. <laughs> and then you figure that out, and you, of course he runs. And then yeah. he's, and then, a, and then Judah throws a knife into his back, into the into the deep deep in the meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he hits him like we said. It's a real, it's a hero moment for uh, two seconds here. He cracks him in the head. And Judah like bounces back like boy. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, he like his head goes over and then he comes right back up. Yeah. And it's that's another great little moment because it is kind of comedic in a way how quickly he he comes back up. Yeah, he was just pushed over by the force of being hit. Mm -hmm. It didn't right. hurt him anyway. Right. He's like one of those. Um, what? I don't even remember what those things are called. It's weeble wobble <laughs> he's like a big weeble wobble but well pre weeble wobble there were those things that you just blew up and they were heavy on the bottom and they'd oh, be yeah. like the height of a kid or even yeah, taller and you yeah it. and you could punch it yeah are those still around 
No, I'm sure some kid got hurt and ate one, and so now they can't make them anymore. Kids ruin everything when they eat. They eat toys, die from eating them, and then you can't play with them anymore. But yeah, whatever that thing's called, that's what it kind of reminds mm. me of, that old classic toy. And and we get a little bit of Judah's great makeup job, too, because he looks real shiny and kind of greasy in the, in the moonlight. It's so. moist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, dude takes the, the trowel to the back and uh, Judah grabs him, flips him over, grabs him by the, the legs and, and starts to, to pull him into what kind of looks like a divot or a hole in the ground. I don't know how you guys interpreted that. That it wasn't that Judah's hole. Isn't that where Judah's from? <laughs> that it's home? In your home. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think he drags him back into his hidey hole? Well, let's see. So it's supposed to be, I guess, his grave, right? That he's coming up from. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, it's we we now know it's really his cage, right? Mm -hmm. So that is a question. Why would he take him back to his cage? Because in the storyline, and we haven't, and you guys have spoiled it already. We already know that Marty's going to make it. So uh, Marty's the, the hero of this movie. It's so that. We only hear the squishing of a body and have no and assume it's him. Right. Being Marty being squished. So if you're watching the movie for the first time, you're assuming that Marty has died here. Right. Because the fool always dies. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, I guess the question to the question we're kind of also asking, though, is why Judah would pull him into his pull him into the will end up being the the box right mm -hmm. his yeah. his special box like because it's a more controlled environment that he thinks he could kill him in maybe are maybe they have the zombies been trained to pull them back so they can collect the blood oh maybe maybe oh yeah i don't know I like maybe that idea maybe but maybe they made it where the zombie like maybe judah always kills his victims in a specific way and maybe that that's how they have to trick because Judah's hey, Judah's a victim too. Oh big uh yeah. Judah Buckner, hashtag Judah Buckner fan. <laughs> Team Judah. Team, Team Judah, Judah over here. <laughs> he uh you know, he's a victim too. So maybe they have to figure out a way to, you know, get them, wrangle them out. Otherwise they would literally have monsters in this confined area all the time. It would be annoying. So they have to have a way to get them back. I may, I don't know. Oh, might, how, it, that's how they also get Judah back to his. Oh, his pen. His, his pen. At this point, it's literally like a little bit of not lazy writing, but some writing that had to be, you know, they're like, what are we going to do? We got to show it where Marty looks like he dies. Right. And we just have him go off in the woods. It's scarier to be pulled into a hole. Oh, mm -hmm. For sure. Especially matter of factly, because he just, Judah just, Team Judah, Judah just grabs Marty's leg and just drags him in the hole. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and another thing about him dragging him in the hole is that it is another, it, to me, when I see it, it also evokes that Evil Dead poster mm -hmm. of the person. Yeah. And there are, I mean, in that one, it's a woman and her arm is pushed out but it still mm -hmm. has that blue there's a lot of blue and there's a lot of blue in the coloring of this and just his expression of like screaming so it could be another homage moment to have him being pulled down and it also 
Yeah. So that that's what I'm thinking too, as far as like why they may have. But obviously, we also know that that's that's how Marty figures shit out and becomes, as you said, the hero of the movie. Yeah, but I'm wrong sometimes, <laughs> so he may not be the hero of the movie. We we thought Emilio Estevez was the hero of the movie in Minute Impossible. But he, you know, then he gets clobbered by an elevator. So. Uh, Emilio. So. Oh, Emilio. Yeah, we we end up with this squish at the end is there anything a little bit else? of a spray a little bit of a spray <laughs> yeah there's a little there's a there's a splurt <laughs> and a squish <laughs> and then yeah the guys in the booth obviously think that marty's done for i would have thought they had had better video of this like they should be able to physically see well i guess they don't really need to because spoilers for next week they're going to be they're going to have evidence of blood and stuff like that. So, you know, they're thinking, right, oh, he's dead. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's just a coverage issue, probably from what they could see. He got drugged into the hole. He had a trowel to the back. There was the blood squish. Eh, it's all rolled up. You know, we're good to go. Yep. So, yeah, we end this minute with a, just a gripping <laughs> <laughs> a gripping of the lever for the blood machine so we're assuming that that's gonna get pulled down and that's how we end the minute anything else about this particular minute or any other stuff you want to talk about the movie before we move on our friday recommendation no <laughs> nope good to go cool so as per usual you will we like to point out something interesting that we are enjoying and so today we're going to do that with all three of us jonathan what would you like to share today <sighs> something that i love right now is uh from polygon the video game website, uh, it's McElroy Brothers, and they do uh, Monster Factory. One of my favorite one, it ties in, we're watching movies about monsters. If you've never heard of it, if you guys ever so heard of it. So this is a game? No. Okay. I'll explain what it is. It, it, I, will, I will mansplain to you. So what. you said McElroy Brothers? The McElroy so Brothers. from Maximum uh, Fun? From My Brother, My Brother, and Me. All right. Okay. Or, or one of the many other McElroy, McElroy prop, there, there's so many properties, <laughs> they have a million shows. Rose Buddies, Sawbones, all these different yes. Schmanners. Anyway, they have, um, Justin and, and Griffin go on to, <laughs> they go into video games, and you know the character creation part of mm -hmm. a video game? Mm -hmm. They find video games where they can fuck up the face and fuck up the body. <laughs> and they make so horrible and it's hilarious <laughs> it is dirty it is the funniest thing watching their glee about creating characters that are the most <laughs> horrible looking and then they then they play the game as that character a lot of times they'll be using um hacking not hacking cheat codes and stuff so they can kind of manipulate the game but it is so gleeful it's called monster factory they've got a they've I mean, Polygon comes out with a bunch of different uh, great shows, but this one is one of my family's favorites and we watch it all the time. It's there are not a lot of new episodes, but there's a big backlog. Cool. So is Polygon so, a channel? Polygon is like a YouTube. Uh, well, Polygon.com okay. is a website uh, that that um, reviews and rates 
video games. Mm. But it's also about video game culture and everybody who works there now. There was a garbage person. They've just been uh, recently in the past eight months let go, fired completely. This guy was, you know, total garbage. He kind of tainted a lot of the mm. stuff that I was enjoying mm. from their YouTube channels. Because you know how that happens. And, um, but uh, the, the McElroy brothers, uh, the, some of their stuff, is this stuff is so pure, so gleeful, so wonderful. So if you enjoy their podcast or just enjoy video game uh, YouTube videos, they're not that long, probably like 20, 30 minutes. They're hilarious, digestible, awesome. and there are a lot of them out there. Cool. Sweet. Okay, Male, lay it on us. So this has actually been out for a while, but we just finished the series recently and it was a complete joy. And it's one of those shows I'm just going to miss seeing because I enjoyed it so much. And it's called Being Human. So there is a British version of it and I have not seen the British version of it, but I watched the American Canadian version of it. And, and it's along the lines of Cabin in the Woods. And so if you like the the horror comedy Buffy the Vampire Slayer type properties totally be up your alley. So it's based on three characters and Sally is a spirit and Josh is a werewolf and Aiden is a vampire and they all live together and they share the house. They're all trying to get back to being a human being, but they're not human beings, regular old human beings anymore. So I feel like it's really similar to Buffy in that it's dealing with very, very human issues but these are people who are not humans they're trying to feign being human and exist in a human world and so josh and aiden actually work together at the hospital josh is an orderly aiden is a nurse and so um, it's convenient for him being a vampire and getting blood and whatnot and so they all have very interesting pasts and and how sally ends up being a spirit as a as a main uh, she meets with an untimely end but it's really it's really sweet and it's endearing and it, it, I mean, they wrap it up in such a wonderful way. It's just a, a delight all the way through. And there's like four seasons of it. So if you need something really bingeable for your winter, awesome. good stuff. Well, I've got a winter binger <laughs> as well. You're just turning the phrase. <laughs> so my brother and I will text each other every once in a while and just go, dude, are you watching this? You know, and just like love to both have Netflix, of course. And so we love kind of creepy stuff or mysteries. All We got into the, you know, the fall and all those different like spooky, scary things. And uh, I definitely have to temper them with the good place, like we mentioned, you know, previously, <laughs> or mm -hmm. uh, yeah. some old Parks and Rec or or that or Miss Fisher yeah, or some Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. Mm. But uh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... <laughs> Uh, so this one is a series that is German and it has German subtitles. You can also watch it with with it being dubbed, which usually I prefer subtitles. But I have to say, because this show is so visual, I am watching it dubbed because it makes it easier for me to pay attention to what's going on. I'm not, you know, c constantly glancing down at the subtitles. So choose it either way. But this show is called Dark. And hmm. we don't need to get into this, but I didn't get into Stranger Things at all. It was it, it didn't quite grab me. 
But to me, this mm. is more of of a kind of show like that that I would like in that there are flashbacks to the, the 80s. So we get some of that 80s love. There are uh, teens that are main characters. So we get that goodness, you know, teens on bikes, solving mysteries. But there's also some very mysterious weird time travel travel mind-bending mystery stuff that's going on the music is super creepy and we're meeting adults and then we're seeing the adults in the 80s and then we're going back and seeing them navigate their relationships now all centered around these missing children murdered children weird thing going on that we're not quite able to tell what's going on you know so it's definitely dark it's definitely creepy you know there's a little little pockets of humor but it's more on the mystery cerebral sci-fi fantasy bent Ooh, it's spooky so yeah dark on netflix check it out if that sounds like the kind of thing you're cool. into yes i completely forgot this one we've talked about it like three times uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. If you're not oh. watching that show, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. It is on Netflix right now. I don't know if they've done the second season yet or if they're working on it now. I'm not that into right. it yet where like I know all the production stuff, but <laughs> oh God, it scratches such a great itch. Mm. It is everything you loved about the Evil Dead made modern and Bruce Campbell is 150% bruce campbell mm. and it's amazing yeah. lucy lawless is on it of course nice. yes it's so good it's so good yeah and it's funny and it's gory and the effects are really good they put a lot of money yeah. into this show yeah. so nice. uh ash versus the evil I second Day. Nice. no sorry nice. I, I second that <laughs> yeah it's, it's awesome yeah that's great super cool before we bid you adieu <laughs> until next time america <laughs> jonathan thank you so much for coming on would you like to throw out yo plugs one more time before we wrap it up yeah sure <laughs> one last time one last time my plug is this we have a podcast it's called minute impossible it's where we investigate the movie mission impossible one minute at a time come listen to it after you listen to this podcast Come listen to our podcast. Uh, you can find us at minuteimpossible.com. You can email us at minuteimpossible at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter at minimpossible, M-I-N, impossible. You can also talk to us on Facebook. Either search Minute Impossible or go to the Impossible <laughs> Minute Force. I've said the word minute and impossible about seven times. <laughs> you can find us out there on any podcatcher. And we are, um, we're right now, as this as this comes out, probably in our first month, so... Come and listen because we're uh, we're talking to how we have some great guests and we laugh a lot and we talk about a lot of fun Sweet. stuff. So if you like spy movies, please come listen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you can find us at Cabin Minute Cast. You can find us at Cabin Minute Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, on Facebook, we're at Gabin in the Woods with Cabin Minute Cast. Molly, maybe you can help pull us out of here. Yeah, I want to thank Jonathan Howell again from Minute Impossible for joining us this week and just bring in some kick-ass humor and testosterone to our lady-filled podcast. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. 
<laughs> oh my god so thank you guys for listening to episode 51 and we will see you back at the cabin Thank you.